It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Hey, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. So glad that you would choose to join us as we take your calls and your questions the way to get on the air is to dial 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000, or if you'd like to text me, we do fill in the blanks of the blank time, I should say, for our show when the calls are being processed, or we're waiting for calls by texting 720 My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. We turned, just turned 17 last December. And looking forward, if the Lord would tarry, to turn 18 years old of serving our community and have had the privilege of being connected with so many wonderful people all up and down the front range over the years. Many, many people that have come through our fellowship and stayed a while and served a while and were equipped and discipled. And, and then the Lord moved them on. Some went on to a another state. Some went on to another country. Some went on to another church. Some went on even to new theology and a different direction in their ministry. And, and we pray, God, that he would use us for the kingdom, that we would be used in mighty ways for his goodness and his glory. Uh, And even those, I just published an article, if you're interested, on my website, edtaylor.org, edtaylor.org, on the topic of backsliding. Unfortunately, over the years, I've also seen men and women backslide, walk away from the Lord, and even in some cases, uh, walking away from the Lord actually revealed that Um, salvation wasn't actually there to begin with, which is always sad. The Lord would give us endurance. Somebody been meditating on the topic of endurance uh, throughout the scriptures recently, Uh, probably the last six months or so. Somebody spoke a word of knowledge into our lives, the spiritual word of knowledge. What a wonderful manifestation of the Spirit. And the word of knowledge was on the topic of endurance, and the word in the Greek language for the New Testament word for endurance is the word hupemone. Hupemone. It means to bear up under. It means to bear up under a load. It means not to quit. It, it has the idea of being under intense pressure, but not throwing in the towel. Um, I'm, I'm working on a little article on that as well. Maybe even a series, Bible study series on endurance. Uh, it's such an important concept and biblical concept in the scriptures. If you, you know, a, a close study will show that uh, the word, both in the Old and the New Testament, variations of the word endurance are, is used about 120 times. Um, you know, something like Hebrews 12, 7, if you endure chastening, God deals with you as sons. Uh, James chapter 1, verse 12, blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he'll receive the crown of life. James chapter 5, verse 11. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure. Hupomone. Hupomone. I, I sense a Bible study uh, 
developing in my heart on this topic, both for me and for you. You know, I love studying the Bible, but I also when I'm te- I'm also blessed to teach, and I'll tell you, the Bible studies more for me uh, often than it is for anyone else. Like the Word of God comes through me, and and the Lord is is always using the applications of of lives, including my own, to to help make the Word of God and the sound doctrine come clear and come ring true into the hearts of those that I have the privilege of being able to teach. Um, so blessed that you would join us that afternoon. I notice the calls are coming in. While we wait for the lines to fill up, I want to read to you today's edition, today's entry in, in Beside Still Waters. Beside Still Waters. This is a devotional I strongly encourage you pick up. If you are going through significant pain right now, significant grief, uh, don't don't worry about how long it's been. Um, some people kind of come around and say, "Well, you know, it's been two years, so you shouldn't be feeling that," or four years. And and there's just Job's counselors. They 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 either don't understand, or they don't care, or they a combination of the two, or they're they're just having to learn how to be empathetic. Uh, it doesn't matter how long uh, your loss has been, and and it's also not really significant in the sense of what you lost. Um, and what you're grieving, and and what the you know the the Bible tells us that we have a threefold enemy: uh, the world system, the flesh, and the devil. And however the world, the flesh, and the devil start to attack you in your sorrow or sadness, or discouragement, or even depression, uh, this would be a great de- daily devotional. Powerful Spurgeon, of course, comes from the perspective of the sovereignty of God, the providence of God the power of God, combining it with the free will of man in responding to circumstances and drawing near to the Lord and obeying God in his word. So here's today's entry. It's entitled, How Precious. The psalm is 36.7, which says, How precious is your loving kindness, O God. Therefore, the children of men put their trust under the shadow of your wings. Here's the Devo, Charles Spurgeon. God loves his people. If you're a believer in Christ Jesus, trusting only in the merits, in his merits, God loves you as surely as he is God. There is no question about the matter. His divine love is yours as certainly as his power is displayed in creation. Set God's loving kindness before your eyes. Think of his faithfulness. God's loving kindness never pauses. It's as constant as the flight of time. Never a moment, but there has been love for that moment. Never an hour, but there has been hours portion of loving kindness. You have forgotten the Lord, but he has never forgotten you. You have failed 10,000 times, but he has never failed you. If you had dealt with you justly and not graciously, he would have long ago divorced you from his heart, but you are as precious to him now as ever, and you will be precious to him when heaven and earth shall pass away. So why not seek to serve him constantly? Let every day have its duty. And let each day's duty be your pleasure and privilege to serve him. Do not receive without giving. God's sovereign goodness comes without a pause. There are no miscarriages in divine grace. Never let any forgetfulness, negligence, or delay be in your gratitude or in the obedience that springs from it. In your health, in your sickness, in your wealth, in your poverty, in your joy, In your sorrow, 
May your theme be God's loving kindness and helpfulness. 303-690-3000. Welcome to everyone on Grace FM and our sister network, Hope FM. Very glad that you have joined us. I want to remind you guys listening on the East Coast that when you're listening to the show, while we're broadcasting it live, you hear it one week in delay. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't call, because when you call, you'll be on the air. You just won't hear the answer until the following week. Uh, So just keep that in mind. I know that they put a little disclaimer before uh, the program airs on on Hope FM, but if you're listening in Maryland and New Jersey or, or Pennsylvania, just realize that this is a one week delay. While you guys here in Colorado and Wyoming, you get it live. 303-690-3000. Lines are full. Let's go over to line number one is Bianca. Bianca, welcome to the program. How are you doing, Pastor Ed? I'm doing well. We had a real glorious water baptism last night, and I used you as an example in my 10-minute gospel presentation, and we baptized probably 100 people last night. Wow. <laughs> it was great. It was glorious. We had the we had one of the biggest responses to the simple gospel message and one of our new traditions as a church that we've had for a few years is if you respond to the gospel on the night or the time of the baptism, you get to go first. And so we had right. I don't know, maybe 8 or 10 people get baptized in their clothes last night when they responded to the gospel at our Wednesday service. It was great. That's awesome. Well, I have a prayer request. I am looking to buy a new note taker. Like, well, this would be a newer version than the one I have. This one is actually the way I would do it. Is someone would have to take a picture of the of the serial number on the back of the unit and send it to the email that I have, but I really need the Lord for me to provide to get this machine because it's $4,695, and so I would just like some prayers so that the Lord would be my provider because this machine I have is really causing me trouble and... Okay. And obviously this machine I use for the things of the kingdom of God, I never use it for, you know, in any ungodly purpose. So just okay. pray, pray that the Lord would provide that money. We've seen that happen before in your life. <laughs> so let's pray. God, we pray for our sister Bianca, and you know uh, there's a particular number Uh, financially that she needs for this machine, Lord, and I pray that you would be a provider for her as she articulates herself through this machine, through this technology, and you know her need. I was just thinking yesterday, is meditating upon my own prayer life, that you know what I need even before I ask for it, and and you know the intimate needs of my own heart and what's on my mind, And, and that's how you view your daughter, Bianca. You already know what her needs are, and you already know how you will respond, but we enter in requesting, and we enter into your presence asking, seeking, and knocking according to your word. So we lift Bianca and this need up to you, God, and ask that you would provide that we will hear on on another phone call uh, in the near future of exactly what you did 
to accomplish this purpose in our sister Bianca's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks a lot. Can you can you just repeat your need again? Tell us again exactly what you need. I need $4,695 to be able to get this machine. So just keep it in prayer, everyone. I greatly appreciate it. What is the machine again? What is exactly is the machine? It's called a Braille Note, and this one would be a Braille Note Touch, which means that obviously it would have a Braille keyboard as well, but it has a lot more advantages on here than what I have, because on this one that I have right now, I can't, for example, open YouTube or anything like that, but okay. with this one, it has the ability to open YouTube and, and just things that this machine really can't do that the Lord knows I should be able to do, because I know there's a lot of stuff out on YouTube that's beneficial for me, but because I can't open YouTube on here, it's it's really hard. Okay, we'll keep praying, and we'll see what God's going to do. All right, thank you. Bye. Okay, bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. You're listening to Calvary Live. Today I'm hosting. My name is Ed Taylor, taking your calls and your questions. We're going to move right on to line number two. Is Des- is Desira? Des- can you t- pronounce your name? From Thornton, Colorado. Is it Desirea? Well, I think she dropped, but that sounds like a really beautiful name. She had a prayer request for her family and judging a book by its cover. So let's try line two again. Is it Desiree? All right. I think she dropped. Let's move on to Baltimore, Maryland. James is on line three. James, welcome to the program. Yes, thank you. Thanks for taking my call. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. You're on I here? You're about, uh, I, I'm 54 now, and I don't have a passion for souls. I, I don't care if people are saved. Uh, when I was young, I but I no longer, I'm adult, like 23, 24. I just don't. I, the Christian life is so stressful, so uh, you got to give up so much. And all my friends who aren't saved, they're just doing so great. Everyone's was not safe. They're wealthy. They, I, I, I don't know why I want to become a Christian. You know, your, your thoughts and your observations on the world sound a lot like a psalm that is written in the Bible. It's Psalm 73. Uh, it says that it's attributed to a man of eight named Asaph, and he says, Truly God is good to Israel, to such as a pure in heart. But as for me... My feet had almost stumbled, and my steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. There are no pangs in their death, their strength is firm, they are not in trouble like other men, nor are they plagued like other men, therefore pride serves as their necklace, violence covers them like a garment, their eyes bulge with abundance, 
They have more than their heart could wish. They scoff and speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily. They set their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth. And, and he goes on and on, you know, how does that, uh, their mockery and, and he's just so discouraged. He's so, he's at a place, I believe, that you're describing where it just doesn't seem like it, it doesn't seem like it, it, it matters. It doesn't feel like following God is any better than living in the world because it's so hard and it's so difficult. And, and as a matter of fact, it looks like, like my neighbor, he doesn't even know the Lord and look how successful he is. And my friends I grew up with, they're millionaires and, and it just doesn't seem to be fair. And, and then I'm glad, that, I'm glad that the psalmist didn't end there and I'm glad that, James, you're not going to end there because he said this, when I thought how to understand all of this, it was too painful for me. And then he turns a corner at Psalm 73, verse 17. He says, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. And I suspect that in your life right now, James' perspective is, has changed um, because, because of the hardships of life and yes. the, unfair, the, the seeming unfairness of it all. And you don't have to share it, James, but I suspect, I just feel like the Lord is speaking to me that something really serious happened that bummed you out, and you haven't recovered yes. from it. And, yes, this is true. And, and I'm sorry, man. I mean, it, life is hard, bro. It's, it, it's hard, it's difficult, but it's difficult for everybody. It's difficult even for your friends that you see that think, you know, they have all the money in the world, but they're so empty inside. It's hard for the girls that are out and the guys that are out partying. You know, I'm seeing a whole new generation of young people, uh, even young people that claim to be Christians that that are exercising all kinds of liberty and they think it's so cool, but it's empty inside. They're not discipling their families. They're not not taking the things of God in a serious matter, but rather using the things of God uh, for themselves. And on and on we can go. Um, I don't know how long you've been listening, James, but uh, four years ago, uh, my uh-huh. my oldest son passed away suddenly, uh, oh, he collapsed so suddenly, sad. and then uh, and and then through the process um, of of yeah, the way it all went down, he ended up passing away. And and uh, oh, I'll tell you, I've I've I felt like you at times. I have felt like it's not fair and it's not right. And 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 everything that I've I've shared, God has God has not judged me. He hasn't. Uh, you know he hasn't get he doesn't let me get away with things though we have to understand because we have to go to the sanctuary of God we have to go back you know how do we light a passion let's say let's say your question was a simple question like and it doesn't have some of the pain that's associated but it's how, how would how would we have a passion for the lost well you know I would I would tell you um, I would tell you to begin doing it again. I would tell you to okay. begin sharing again. I begin to start all those friends that you're that you're envious of and that kind of are, look like they're so. I would start praying for them again, and if I have connections okay. with them, I'd reach out to them again, and I would be involved in our church family, and I'd start worshiping more. I'd be I would be in the sanctuary of God more. I would press into the things of God because when you get discouraged, then you pull away from the people of God. You pull away from the worship of God. You pull away from the Bible study verse by verse Bible, you pull away, and that just makes things worse. Yes, yes. And it's time, brother, to go back. Uh, I, I just taught a Bible study. You might want to listen to it. It's, it's, uh, I just taught it last weekend. It's, 
I titled it "How to Be a Good Backslider," and I'm, I did a I did the title that way because I wanted to catch people's uh-huh. attention. But the Bible study isn't to teach you how to backslide; it's to teach you how not to. And 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 it's I I think that whether you realize it or not, you you've slid away uh, from yeah. the Lord in a real real way, and it's time to come back. Okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. I want to come back. I, you know, I'm. I pay I, I a consequence for being a Christian. I don't have no children because I'm, I'm waiting on God for a wife. And if all my cousins, they don't wait on God. They got five kids, and I'm like, well, God, what is this? I'm waiting on you. You haven't sent me a wife. I, I can't have sex with nobody. It, it, it's like, what's the use of, of well, life? Let's come back. Let's come back to that. You know, because there's a when you think of the word waiting, you know, waiting doesn't mean inaction. Uh, and so as a person is waiting on the Lord for a wife, it doesn't mean that you can't develop friendships with ladies. It doesn't mean that you can't be in places like in in a local church, uh, there's singles ministry where there's single women there, or it doesn't, waiting doesn't mean inaction. It doesn't mean that you uh, sit on the couch and all of a sudden your, your future wife shows up at your door. Uh, it just sounds like over a long period of time, James, the circumstances of your life have so discouraged you and so pressed you down that it, you're not doing anything right now, and you're just sitting there discouraged, and and it's not getting better yeah. because you're not pressing into the things of the Lord. Because let me tell you, un, people that don't know Jesus Christ, they 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 don't have wives. It's not just you, and it's not just believers. Um, you you could right. you could have a wife any time you want. You could even choose an unbelieving wife. You'll pay a big price for that, but you're doing the right thing. And the right thing is to wait for God's perfect match for you. And we've seen it in our church. We just saw a couple recently get married uh, who's up in your age bracket. Uh, and and they're rejoicing. I just prayed for uh, the brother. Uh, he's heading off on one of our short-term mission trips. And 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 so, wow. but, but, it, but it happened within the life of the church. And both of them I... were single for a very long time. And and why don't you write down the things that you're upset about and make it a prayer list and take it to God regularly? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will do that. I will do that. I'm not... I'm going to pray for you because I think we lost you on your phone, okay? So, Lord, I pray for my friend. Uh, you know, he's discouraged, Lord. He is. Um, he is just really going through it, Lord. And I pray you would... Um, encourage him. Bring him back, Lord. I remember what you said to the church in Ephesus. You said there were some good things coming from their life, but you had this against them. They had left their first love. And I think James has left his first love. And I pray he would remember from where he had fallen, repent, and return to you, God, and serve you with all his heart, giving himself completely to you. In Jesus' name, amen. James, go to my website, edtaylor.org, and the, the latest thing I published was a was an article, was a was a post, and, and the Bible study is on there too, on backsliding. Listen to that and let the Lord encourage you, okay? 303-690-3000. Uh, let's go to line number two. Well, sorry, we lost... Liz, let's go to line number one is Brianna from Baltimore. Brianna, welcome to the program. A believer in Jesus Christ, she's learning different ways. Hey, Brianna, can you hear me? 
Go ahead and turn your radio off. We're we're on a little bit of a delay. And actually in Baltimore, you're listening to last week's episode. Oh, it's not But live. you and I are on the phone live, so you can so when you and I are talking right now, next Thursday, you'll be able to hear this conversation, but everybody in Colorado is listening to it live. Oh, okay. Okay. What can I do for you? Oh, I'm on the radio now. You're on the radio right now, but you're not, you can't hear it in your car. Not until oh. next week. Oh, snip. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So I I would assume that today is not your wife's birthday. Today is not my wife's birthday. It was last week. Yes, last week was my wife's birthday. Okay, because that's what we were listening to. All right. Yes, All and right. she's actually. I have to say though. Uh, I know it's a little confusing because in Colorado, like this show is heard all throughout Colorado and, and the state of Wyoming live. So everybody's listening live, but we deliver the shows to Hope FM and, and they're just a week delayed. Uh, and, and so what you guys are listening to uh, was last week, but we are taking, uh, we are going to celebrate her birthday today. So she kind of drops this on me. I don't know if you do this, but she says she doesn't have a birthday. She has a birthday month. And I just don't think that's fair. Oh. Okay, well, happy birthday to her. <laughs> Thank you. I'll tell her. I'll tell her from all the way from Baltimore. I'll let her know. What can I do for okay. you today? So I, I have a prayer request. Okay. Um, it's for a family situation. So right. the, prayer, the prayer request would just be for, for unity and peace throughout my family. Okay, let's pray. Father, I ask for Brianna as uh, she brings her family to you and this particular situation that is filled with disunity right now. And I know that you, I know that you um, are able to solve problems, God, and I know you are able to bring unity out of disunity. And I know, God, that you are able to bring about uh, something that glorifies you uh, through our families. And at the same time, God, while we wait... For you to resolve things, and things look like they're getting worse and seem not to be um, improving, you're also working in us a, nor- a deeper faith and commitment to you. And I pray for that in Brianna as she waits, that there would be a deep faith and commitment to you as you work out the situation that is so heavy on our heart today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Brianna. Talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Let's see if we can pull James on line two. James, welcome to the program. Well, how are you today? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Just got off work and was listening to the show. Okay. Uh, sir, I've got a question for you regarding the Antichrist. Uh, okay. I know that a lot of biblical prophecies says that the Antichrist, he's going to change the laws of God on men. And that, that don't they prophesy that he's going to be mortally wounded, and it'll be yes. a, a miraculous recovery that he makes, but yet yes. he can't reveal who he is until God comes and raptures the church, correct? Uh, there, That is one belief, yes. Okay. Now, I've got a question for you. What do you think about the Pope and how he's changing God's laws with Catholicism, how he's changing making it okay for gay marriage and things like that? I think I think that the world religion that's revealed in the scriptures is going to be much bigger 
than just Roman Catholicism. Uh, and so perhaps, you know, the Bible speaks of a lot of little antichrists uh, or a lot of decisions that are made toward antichrist, but I really, I really think that the one world religious system is going to be bigger than just Roman Catholicism. Okay, okay. I think it's, it's going to encompass a much broader scope, although uh, Roman Catholicism, you know, Christianity, Judaism, Islam are all world religions, the end time world religion is going to be even bigger and, and much more insidious uh, and deceitful and evil. But thanks for calling. We got a, we got a break. God Thank bless you. you. 303-690-3000 is the number. We're coming up on our first break uh, and our only break of the show. We'll be right back. This is Ed Taylor on Calvary Live. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Hey, welcome back to today's edition of Calvary Live. And such a great show so far. Thank you guys for tuning in and sharing with people um, that there is a radio station in your town that has solid Bible teaching and worship. Uh, of course, you guys here locally, Grace FM, thank you, thank you. Uh, we don't do uh, hardly any advertising at all. Uh, we just do word of mouth. Uh, we take free t-shirts sometimes to churches. Uh, we have some arrangement with some of those Christian business guides and such, but for the, and, and bumper stickers, but for the most part, uh, you, 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 it's because of you. And you guys in Hope, in the, in the areas where Hope FM is, understand that you know churches are running this station, and, and it's an outreach ministry of a church. We're not a professional corporation or... Or have deep pockets of all the resources that some of the stations can with billboards and such, but but we can put resources into your hands and encourage you. So tell somebody that Hope FM encouraged you. If you're in Colorado or Wyoming, tell someone that Grace FM encouraged you, uh, and tell them about the station. Give them the number uh, of where you're at. Uh, Grace FM 89.7 up here in the metro area, 101.7 down in the Springs, uh, and. Uh, be a part of it. Be a part of all that God is doing and get the word out in these last days. Uh, more and more Christian radio stations are actually changing their formats and doing away with Bible studies over the airwaves, you know, because of technology. And I, I, I can understand a little bit technology and podcasting and stuff, but I've always been a, a guy in ministry that it's, I, I don't want to do either or. I always want to do both. And, and so thank you. Uh, thank, give a give a big shout out to the Lord uh, for entrusting these stations to us and for all the broadcasters that teach the Bible faithfully and are encouraged by the solid teaching of the Word of God. There, there's always a famine uh, that occurs spiritually when there's a lack of teaching of God's Word. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. I think, let's see here. Uh, we're going to go to line number one. Uh, is Desiree? You're back from Thornton, Colorado. Desiree, welcome to the program. Hi. Hi. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? You're on the air. I'm doing good. Um, I have um, a prayer request, and um, I um, I was going to church. I was going to church for. I've been going to church for like about four years. And um, this last church that I was going to, um, well, I'm lying. I haven't been in church for like a year now. So okay. when my mom passed, um, 
they judged me, and I was really thin. I got real skinny, skinny, and um, the preacher thought I was on drugs or something, but I, I don't take drugs. The only drug that Good. I take is reading my Bible and getting high off the Lord. Okay. I, I just love my Jesus, and um, they judged me, and he misjudged well, let, let me. me. Let me add a few things. You know, first of all, if if I saw someone in our congregation that um, that was suddenly skinny, and you know, it, that's a hard question to ask, but I probably would ask it. I try to ask it as kindly as I can. I don't know how your pastor went about it, but you know, in communicating with someone, I'd I'd probably ask, "Are you doing okay? I know you've been through a hard time." Um, you know, because we have a lot of people coming through our church and a part of our congregation that have a past. Uh, with drugs and alcohol, myself included, and I would want to, I, I would hope that your pastor was not so much being hyper judgmental, but I've been hoping, I'm going to hope the best for your pastor that he was actually caring for you, but maybe ask the question in a wrong way. Um, yes, he asked me in the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, and like he asked for everybody to stand up for prayer. I stood up. And um, he just like called it out in front of the whole congregation. It was just, well, that's like, probably not the best way to handle <laughs> it. Was it was horrible. <laughs> I'm horrible. sorry. <laughs> okay. And then I haven't um, been back to church. I haven't been well, back, get back to, church. to church. And um, I've been wanting to go to your church through Aurora, Come. but that's so far, and I live in Thornton. Where are you? You're in Thornton. And, There's um, a great church yes. in Thornton. Let me. Have you been to Have you been to Legacy Christian Fellowship up in Thornton yet? No, we just found out that yesterday, and but oh, they don't so you know have church them. on Wednesday. Oh no! Um, how about how about um, Westminster Calvary? Uh, no, but can I have that West- address? <laughs> yeah, let me let me look it up for you. Westminster Calvary is right down the street. Uh, let me let me see here. West, I'm looking on on our website. We have a list of churches. So let me look at it, because I don't have all these addresses memorized. But, you know, here's the thing. While I'm looking this up, um, I've certainly made my fair share of mistakes as a pastor. Uh, I've I've hurt people when I didn't want to. Um, I've said something at, in, in, at the wrong time, or I've done something at the wrong time. And, and I know that pastors and leaders need as much grace as you and me with a pastor needs grace. And it sounds like this guy handled it in a way that, that I don't think I would have handled it that way. But, you know, pray for him. Pray that the Lord would teach him uh, that he would, you know, that he would not put people on the spot, but rather, you know, let's come alongside and 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 ask the question privately. To me, it's a private question, you know, but yeah. um, let's just pray for him because it sounds like he handled it wrong, but it, it happens. And and we just the answer has to be forgiveness. And if it's really that difficult, you should probably call the church, like Matthew eighteen verse fifteen says, and say, "Brother, I just want to let you know I really felt like uh, the way you handled, um, you know, thinking I was on drugs is thank you for thank you for you know noticing me, but I, I I was hurt by the way you handled it." And give them a chance to give them a chance to repent. And ask for your forgiveness. But yes, I could do that. I could do that. I, I think that would be That's what the Bible says for, to do. That would be good for myself. Because it I would just be. want to let him know that, you know, at one time I was an alcoholic. And mm-hmm. I thank God that he's changed my life so much. 
so yes. much, and and um, I don't want to judge anybody either. So I know we you know, we all. And and we're all going to make mistakes. And one day you're going to stumble and say something really dumb and hurt somebody and you didn't really mean to. And you're going to want to be forgiven too so that we can move forward and, and, and repent and build our relationship with one another. So check this out. I found it. Uh, I found Westminster Calvary. It's on 10138 Wadsworth Parkway. It's a little strip okay. mall there. Okay. On the corner. All and right. they're in space Good. 1000. And here's their phone number. Okay, what's the number? 303-223-4640. Okay, thank you. And they have a Wednesday night, 6.30. Oh, great, great. That sounds wonderful. And I would like to ask you if you could say a prayer just for strength, patience. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. God, I pray for my sister. Uh, I'm sorry that she has had to experience this with a church and been gone for an, a year, Lord. hasn't been in fellowship for a year. And God, just like the brother that called in earlier, um, it's time to come back. It's time to know that everyone in the church is broken, including the pastor, and that, Lord, we, we need more of your grace, more of your strength and your power to, to help us to, to live with one another, to love one another, to think of others more highly than ourselves. And I pray for my sister, Desiree, as she has to, she's going to call and and try to handle this with the pastor like your Bible says to do. And then I just know that you can do great things by when we obey your word. And I pray that in Desiree's life. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Ed. You okay. have a good day. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. Uh, Desiree's call just reminded me, if you're in Colorado, uh, we have a website for our church, Calvary Aurora, that's A-U-R-O-R-A dot uh, org. And on that website is a list of regional fellowships that uh, we recommend, Calvary's, um, and a couple that aren't Calvary's, some good friends of mine uh, that will take good care of you. And even though they're not a Calvary, there's some great churches in our community. And if you're looking for a church throughout Colorado and North Dakota, South Dakota, and Wyoming. Uh, and there's even a, a link there to find a church if you're looking for one, if you're not in the area. Um, but these are ones where I have a relationship with the pastor. I was especially encouraged, Desiree, and I forgot to say, by meeting Jim Zastrocki Zestroc- De- Z- <laughs> uh, at the Christ the King Fellowship in North Glen. My son and I were out teaching at a Baptist church, men's group, not too long ago, right across the street from Christ the King. And I'd, I'd heard about Jim. I talked to him on the phone, but I hadn't met him. And what a neat brother. I got to meet him and his son, and what a neat brother. So North Glen is in that area as well. Uh, so there's Christ the King. So if you go to our website, calvaryaurora.org, hit the menu button, slide down a little bit. It says Regional Fellowships, and there's a list there. Uh, we should probably put a list on Grace FM website too, gracefm.com. Soon enough, lots of work, not enough time. 303-690-3000. And I just got a text, Desiree. Legacy Christian Fellowship does have a Wednesday night tr- fellowship at 630. Uh, so I'm not sure what legacy you were looking at, uh, but I did get a text Legacy Christian Fellowship does have a Wednesday night fellowship at 6.30. Uh, so if you were close to that, get, go back and, uh, and allow John Nunnally and his team to serve you well. Legacy Christian does have 
Wednesday nights. 303-690-3000. Let's see. We're going to go on to line number two. Line number two is Russell calling from Denver, Colorado. Russell, welcome to the program. Hi, Pastor Ed. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I was just calling today. Um, basically, my question is just that um, I've been really working on being a better Christian, and I've been you know, studying the Bible, and I'm trying to walk better in my life with it. Um, in the past, I would just say I was a Christian, and I didn't do any of the actions that make a Christian a Christian, and I've really been trying to do that with my life. But basically, um, my wife at the time when we met, um, she, she was religious. She said she was Wiccan. And anyways, basically what's happened is my wife has always been just fantastic in our marriage, and she's always been so forgiving and loving. And in her past, um, her family dealt with being Jehovah's Witnesses, and they got out of that, and she got really burned by that experience um, for Christianity. And on top of that, um, I wasn't the best husband that I could have been at the time. So okay. she hasn't really seen, you know, the great sides of Christianity. And the reason I bring it up is that um, lately I've really been wanting to, you know, grow closer with her spiritually, share Christianity together, and most importantly, I just care about her soul, because I know how it's written in the Bible, you know, you have to accept Jesus um, to be saved, and I want to be able to be up in heaven with her when we pass away. Yes. And um, so anyways, I guess what my question is, is just, I don't know the best way to witness to her with the pains that she's been through with her past experiences with Christianity and, you know, what I've put her through to, you know, witness to her in a way that would help her feel comfortable to come more towards it, because it's just kind of a point of contention for her, and she just doesn't like to discuss it at all. Right. Well, you have a challenge on your hands. It's a challenge for you, but it's not a challenge for God. I was reading this morning in my devos, what's impossible with man is not, is what is impossible with man is possible with God. And there's two, there's two forms of evangelism that you're doing with your wife in the home. One is what she sees and one is what she hears. And in the term of your, of your marriage, what do you think has spoken to her more, what she sees or what she hears? I think more what she sees. I, I agree. I think our example and, and who we are speaks louder than our words. And, and right now, God has you in a place where you are, are changing your behavior, which is a great thing. You're changing how you respond. You're changing how you live. And that, my friend, is going to go a long way in reaching through some of the walls and things that your wife has built up from her past pain. But don't allow, I would say as a point of, of recommendation, be careful not to allow her pain to be the barrier that you think it is. Uh, because the Bible promises, God God reveals himself, not only in his word, but in, practica, in practicality, that God is the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all our tribulation. And one of the things that's absent in your precious wife's life right now is that she's not experiencing the healing and the comfort of God. And I'm reminded of what Jesus said. One of the greatest invitations that Jesus has given to the world, to everyone, uh, to, to each person that, that has been born into the world, Jesus gives this invitation. Uh, and he says, uh, come unto me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You know, take my yoke upon you and learn from me, uh, because uh, I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. 
And so the very antidote to the pain and the problems and the difficulties that your wife has been living with and then compounding each year, uh, because there's an element in her life where she's she's fighting God. I know she may not describe it and she may not even have a personality that like, no, she's a but but the Bible describes her as 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 against God. And that's a battle that will tire a person out. And if you're already beat up from the world and you've already experienced some false cultist religions and a whole host of difficulties in this world, uh, apart from Christ, it, we're not going to make it. So considering that you know, you know your wife and you're studying her and you're loving her and serving her, uh, continue, to, continue to reach out to her through your actions, but don't be, don't be intimidated by her past pains. Look for those opportunities to sit down and affirm your love for her as a husband. But remember, when you and I affirm our love for our wives, or wives affirm their love for their husbands, they're doing so from the, from the, from the perspective of relationship with Christ. So anytime you affirm your love, uh, you, you can begin to share with your wife the reality of, of why, you're, why you love and who you love. Now, do you know how to share the gospel with her? Have you ever done that before? We've we've actually read it a little bit together, and that's what kind of made me start trying to witness to her a bit, is that she would sit down and read it with me, and we would discuss it somewhat. Have you ever heard of something known as the Romans Road? No, I've not. Do you have, do you have something to write down with, or do you want to email me and I can send it to you? Oh, I got a pen and paper. <laughs> okay, so the Romans Road is a way of explaining the gospel and the, the requirements of the gospel to a person using the book of Romans. And in the book of Romans, the first verse you want to open to is in chapter 3, verse 23. And it tells the problem. It says, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That's the problem. And as good as your wife is, and as wonderful as she is, and as many good things as she's done, she, like me, like you, are all in the same place. We've all sinned. And sometimes I like to tell someone, have you ever made a mistake in your life? And they might admit to something, well, when I was in second grade, I stole a pencil. And say, okay, that's you've made one mistake. That means you're not perfect. And I'm not perfect. And what the world calls mistakes, the Bible calls sin. And sin is to not is to miss the mark. It's the inability to be perfect because that's what God requires. That's the first scripture. Then you turn over to Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Romans chapter 6, verse 23. You're going to actually use this twice. You're going to use the first half where it says, the wages of sin is death. So if everyone is sinned, what, what are the, what's the penalty for everyone because of their sin? And the Bible says it's death. And there's two types of death, aren't there? There's physical death, because if we go to a funeral home, or we've been at a funeral, as I have, um, seeing uh, a, somebody that's died reminds me that sin is still in the world, because God said it. God said we wouldn't live forever on this earth because of sin. And, and we see physical death. But there's another type of death. It's called spiritual death. And this is a pretty scary thing. Because what, what the Bible teaches us is that you can be physically alive, but spiritually dead and disconnected from God. And if you die in that condition, 
as as you're sharing with your wife. And of course, you can vary. You can you can change this. If you email me, I'll give you a few more tips that can help you. You you can say this however you want to say it. Like it, you don't have to use my words because you know your wife better than I do. But these are the facts. So these the you got to give her the facts, and then you can add whatever you'd like where you know it would connect with her. All right. Number three. The third part is also in Romans 6.23 because it says in the beginning, the wages of sin of death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So the punishment that we have because of we sinned has been taken away by Jesus Christ so that if you and I repent of our sins and trust Jesus Christ with our lives, we will experience spiritual life. We'll be born again, the Bible says. And the final step of the Romans road is in Romans chapter 10, verse 9. And that is, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and can believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And that is a simple summary of the complexity of the gospel message. You're a sinner. You need Jesus. He sent Jesus for you. Accept him. Believe in him. And God will save you. Thank you so but you much, can use Pastor the Bible. Ed. You're welcome. And the power in this is that you're using the Bible. And the Bible is the power of God unto salvation for everyone that believes. And so you can you can do all of this without really com- any confrontation. And you can, you know, you guys might get to a place where one night you just feel so burdened. You say, look, honey, I'm so sorry for being a, a an example, you know, a, a, a poor example in the past. But I love you so much. And I, I believe in what Jesus said, and I believe in what he did, and and I just am burdened for you. And I'm so sorry you're hurting. And, and I mean, you can really minister to your wife, and through the ministry of your wife, the Holy Spirit will show up in a powerful way. And, and remember, you're just planting seeds, and you're just watering them, the Bible says, but God's going to give the increase. So trust him with your wife. Thank you so much, Pastor. And if I may ask, I was just going to ask for your email address as well. Yeah, it's Pastor Ed at calvaryaurora.org. All right. Thank you so much again, Pastor. Can I pray for you real quick? Absolutely. God, I pray for Russell and his wife and, and anyone listening in. I can think of a few people right now in my mind who have a difficult uh, situation when it comes to the things of God in their home, Lord. And um, I just pray that you would bless Russell and his heart to, to follow you, to live for you, to turn his life toward you. And, and as he turns his life toward you, God, it's so encouraging that his heart is enlarging for his wife. And so I pray for her salvation, God. Um, I pray, God, that you would act. The Bible says no one comes to you unless you draw him. And I know, God, you've already begun the work of drawing her through creation. And you've already done the work of drawing her through conscience. And you've already done the work now of drawing her by putting her in a home with a husband that loves her. And now he's equipped a little bit more on using the Romans road and using the Bible. And I pray that um, even to some of the things I'm going to send him when he emails me that will build up uh, and help him, equip him to love his wife with the true gospel. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, thank you again. Okay, God bless you. Bless you. Bye bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We're gonna move on. We got a few minutes. 
that we can catch. Uh, I just want to invite you guys coming out. Come out to Calvary Aurora this weekend, Saturday nights at 6 p.m., Sunday morning at 8.45 and 10.45. We're on uh, Hampton, just east of Tower Road, right next to the Safeway across from the the movie theater. I forget what the name of it is. Movie Tavern. We're right across the street, catty corner from there. Uh, I'm We're in John's Gospel, but uh, this last weekend I we taught about backsliding, and this weekend we're going to teach. I have a message uh, that's that's taken from the book of Joshua, and the topic will be uh, how to develop what you have and to grow in the grace of God. It's basically an answer to, well, I'm backslidden, now what do I do? And we looked at in brief, you know, remember, repent, repent, and repeat. But I'm going to give some practical things to look for uh, that, you know, to, to really to pour yourself back into the things of God in these last days. Jason, line three, welcome to the program. We only have a couple minutes left, but I'm ready to serve you, brother. Right on. I uh, appreciate you taking my call. Um, so I'll try to condense this down a little bit. Uh, I led a recovery group at a church for, oh, I don't know, 10 years or so, and I, God's been so gracious to deliver me from a great many addictions. However, there was one that I never really confessed because it dealt in the area of sexual sin that I never really confessed because I didn't want, uh, I don't know, I, I guess I was afraid of the repercussions. And lately it's been rearing its head again, and I really feel that it's because I haven't um, confessed out to and, and you know, lived by James 5.16, and, okay. you know, I, I don't want to live under under it anymore. Um, you know, a long time ago in my past, I was, uh, uh, I guess you would say, a uh, decent exposure type guy, and uh, okay. I've lived away from it for a really long time, and then lately, more thoughts, more frequent, more goofy situations, and have started bringing it all to the surface, surface again. And I don't want to live like that, so I, I, I want to confess this out. I want to okay. live, you know, by the Word and be obedient, Amen. and, you know, I just think this is my opportunity, so I wanted to throw that out there. Just well, I, I'm with you. I, I think... I think that you are fulfilling the word just as it says, and and I would just add is that if there's anyone that you need to go to personally and ask for forgiveness, uh, that's the next step. So now opening up like this is freedom, but if there's a woman you need to say, I'm sorry for the sin I sinned against you, or or someone that, you know, maybe a leader that you lied to, come clean, man, and, and do what Matthew 18 says, go to them alone and just confess to them. Um, and this is the beginning. You're opening up. You're becoming free. And I would just say the next step is to pray. And if there's anyone personally and privately you need to go to and ask for, for their forgiveness, please do that. Don't let that go undone, okay? All right. God, I pray for my brother. Right, I know you. it's a big step for him. I know that uh, the reality of his sin has just been dr- just been dogging his steps. And And according to your word, Lord, we are... We, we are helping our brother be strengthened as he frees himself from past sin. And he asks God for you uh, to forgive him 
And if you reveal to him anybody he needs to make things right with God, I pray you'd give him the strength and the grace to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. See you, brother. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks, guys, so much for uh, being with us. we got a new uh, gentleman on the board, Trent. So thank you, Trent, for uh, serving us today and being a part of the production team for Grace FM. Uh, we're so grateful for that. And and may you guys just be blessed you're listening in, uh, whether you're here in Colorado or Wyoming or you're listening somewhere on an app uh, in another state or another country even, or you guys on Hope FM, we're so blessed to partner with you uh, to be a part of what God's doing on the East Coast, to be a part of what God's doing here in the Midwest. So pray for us. Uh, pray for our little church God, that, that God would just use us, uh, that we would not shrink back, but that we would move, press on and press forward, that we would continue to to live in a way that is de- demonstrating the gospel, uh, not just saying, but doing, that we don't want to just be hearers only, but doers of his word, and that you would sustain those that are hurting God, Lord, Lord, that you would heal those that are just going through it, that so many... In, they, they're so messed up until they come back to the sanctuary of God. And and even as Brother Greg texts in, um, the world's passing away. Let's get our eyes on you, Jesus, the eternal one, the one that is trustworthy, that's deserving of all of our time and attention. And may you be glorified for the great things you have done and will do. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks so much for allowing me to be a part of your life. Pray for us. Pray for me, because I pray for you a lot. Have a great evening in the Lord. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.